0: This is Lori Frary, and welcome to Pressure Valve. No long intros, just long content. We're back. We have Lori, and we got JJ back with us, and we have a new guy on the team for at least today. We'll see if he passes the test. He's a podcaster from way back, Russell Redd. Glad to have you with us.
1: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: We want to kind of jump in to talk about something that I kind of just saw jumped out at me since everybody's all about vaccines and hearing about them and trying to avoid them or trying to get them, whichever your case may be. just saw a friend sent me a photograph soccer game over in Gibraltar, if I don't have it wrong, where they excluded people who were not vaccinated and were not allowed into the stadium. So they had a little protest, they made themselves a little banner about don't discriminate against the unvaccinated. <laughs> we're we're already there. I mean, we're already, we're already hearing about things where you know, the passport thing and you can't go here and you can't do that. First, it was if you didn't have your test before you tried to do something. And now, Since everybody's wandering, walking around with their, hey, I got my vaccine pass stuck to their, or sticker stuck to their chest. (laughs) Now it's become, you know, they get discriminated against if you don't have it and or you won't get one of these fancy passes. So you'll be eliminated from going and doing. And there's quite a few countries that are already doing that. And I think, Russell, you said that they're just passing that in New York
1: yeah they just passed uh, what they're calling the Excelsior Pass, which is pretty much a carbon copy of what's going on in Israel with the uh, Green pass. It'll you know, you download the app, you get your VAx, and uh, it'll show you, you know, right there on the app. and then um, that'll pretty much get you entry into, you know, quote unquote normal normal society.
0: <laughs> and so us dirty, rotten, filthy, unvaxed, won't be allowed to go anywhere and nope as if I want to go to the place same places where all the facts are going because I'm still in the sort of mode of I'm not really sure what's coming off of these people <laughs> or mm. if somebody's going to flip a switch one day and turn them all into zombies after all you know we talked about on the last podcast about the CDC has had this zombie apocalypse what was that 101 or something all the way back in 2010 or 2011 and i i i don't i don't want to be like uber conspiracy theorist about this about this vaccine i don't want one and that's the bottom line and i don't really care whether other people decide they want they want it or not and i don't see the upside of getting it and i definitely see a lot of downside but that's getting pretty creepy when Mm -hmm. you're going to be discriminated against or excluded because you're not vaxxed yeah and additionally
2: justin trudeau tweeted on like the 29th of march i believe um, this is not the time to take a long weekend you will have to take a PCR test before you come back into the country and then if your results come back negative you'll be able to head home and finish your mandatory quarantine but it ends with if your test results come back positive you'll need to immediately quarantine in designated government facilities this is not optional so that's also you know another way of <laughs> of excluding us or making us seem like the the filthy ones the unvaccinated ones I don't know
1: and you know they're not going to report the the people who who go against that, right? You know that 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 that'll never be on the news.
0: Oh, of course not. So you don't get to quarantine at home. You have to quarantine in a government facility.
2: If you test positive, I think that's what it, what it said. Yeah, if your test results come back positive, you'll need to immediately quarantine in designated government facilities. This is not optional.
0: Oh wow.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's getting over the top for me. I mean, right. that's just a step away from Hunger Games.
1: Yeah. We're on our way.
0: We we, we truly are. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Every time this kind of conversation comes up, it just r- reminds me again how much I think half of the people out there are NPCs, non-player characters, and mm-hmm. are, you know, it's, it's gotten worse than me just thinking it's brainwashing. It's some yeah. kind of code.
1: Yeah, it has to be because I mean, today, one of my best friends I've known my whole life, uh, we got into like this little debate. So we're in this group chat. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Tomi Loren. She's usually on you know, Fox News or whatever. But she, uh, she had some really valid points against the vaccine. So I sent the video clip in a group chat to a bunch of people and one of my close friends who I've known my whole life, he was so offended he left the group chat and then I direct messaged him and said, bro, what's up, you left the group chat. And he was just highly offended. He's like, I don't wanna hear it. And it's just for me to to see that play out and you know have that exchange with him and him just flat out telling me, I don't wanna hear it. It's kinda scary how people just don't, you know, they, they don't wanna hear it. They don't wanna hear it. anything that has to do with anti-vax, so.
0: Well, I've, I've found the same thing. I mean, directly, exactly the same thing happened to me and uh, friends that I've been friends with for 20 years. And we always go out to dinner, celebrate each other's birthdays, get together, you know, every few months at least and have been for 20 years. I've always been the conspiracy theory you know, person to bring up stuff because I like controversy. I like Mm -hmm. people to discuss things that might be outside of their comfort zone. And before, you know, it's even gotten heated, but it always calms down and we're still friends and, and so on. And in the past, I have kind of been the one to deescalate it after I was the one that escalated it. And I guess because the funny Mm -hmm. games are over, but Anyway, this last time when I, I started talking about talking points about the vaccine, um, specifically that mRNA vaccine, <clears throat> wow, it not only got heated, but it got red-faced and, you mm-hmm. know, you're crazy and so on. And I, I I finally stood my ground this time and I said, you're not you're not gonna intimidate me into shutting up it's not happening it you know before I've always let you win these arguments because out of respect and you're older and you're a guy and you know your ego thing and all that but this time no I'm not backing down this this uh this is something that I'm I'm quite confident about because I've spent a lot of hours doing the research Mm -hmm. and when I say doing the research, I, I, I don't just read the conspiracy side. You know, I, I, I do opposition research and pro research and see what both sides are saying and see what their arguments are and look at the data and so on. You know, I don't just jump on the dissident side just because it is, but this time it, uh, we haven't spoken since that dinner. It's been a couple of months ago and that's oh. kind of unusual.
1: And that's, you know, that's what you're talking about there about the NPCs and just either people are just not getting the code, they're not getting the download or they're getting the opposite of that.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's malware. Which is, I think fear, to be honest with you. I, I think the people who are, and I'm not saying everyone who gets the vaccine is full of fear, but it does tend to drive a lot of people to do it so that they can go feel that they can go be with their family and friends again. And. So I feel like the malware is fear. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but the data doesn't support the the data from the websites themselves don't support that oh yeah, you can just run free willy-nilly through the COVID and and come out the other end, you know, unscathed. That's not what that's not what it says. Is it can we
1: for the listeners, can we just go down the bullet list here, the bullet points of what the vax does and doesn't do? I mean. So we've got, number one, it's it's not FDA approved, okay? And then people will say, oh, well, it's, you know, emergency use authorization. But ask your doctor, is FDA approval the same as emergency use authorization? That's a no. No long-term efficacy data. I mean, this thing just happened. Um, you it, it, it did not pass clinical trials, and they're saying 2023 is when the clinical trials will be over with. So that means we got another two, three years.
2: Which essentially that means everyone that's getting it now is in the clinical trials.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Isn't that what you sign up for? I mean, don't you have to sign some kind of a permission slip to take the vaccine?
1: Well, that actually um, gives the manufacturing companies an out because they are not liable for the COVID vaccine.
0: Well, they're not li they're not liable for any vaccines uh, mm-hmm. because of the, because that's already been passed that you can't sue them. That's why they set up the the theirs and whatever the other thing is called the reporting one of them is reporting and the other one's the court vaccine court. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money goes if people get payouts, it comes from there. It doesn't come directly from the vax makers, right? Okay, so they they've already they're already shielded from liability. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of the emergency part part of it, <clears throat> which is why they're calling it a vaccine. Which is another argument a lot of people are talking about that it, by the standards of what what is a vaccine, this this is not the same, especially the mRNA one. For people to that want to get the vaccine, go ahead, but. Don't don't get your back all up, you know, and feed us the same. You're going to kill grandma business because <clears throat> we don't want it.
1: Yeah, uh, we're Go not going to be We still got a few more bullet points here.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going.
1: So another one: zero immunity. Okay, you get the COVID vaccine, and it just limits the severity of the virus, but you're not immune to the virus and you're going to get that thing a couple times a year. Um, And then if you, you know, you got your Excelsior pass or green pass, you've got to update that bad boy every 12 months. So you're talking about two shots a year for what the rest of your life. I mean, come on. Um, Then you've got a couple more left. Um, You still have to wear the mask and you can still spread the virus. So, Why are we getting the vaccine then?
0: Why? Yeah. What's the, what's the benefit? People are walking around like with a badge of honor. Look, 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 I got my vaccine. I mean, I, I, you know, I go and visit people to, when I do work and one of the first things they say to me, oh, I got my shot. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't get the second one because I feel like, you know, it's not going to give me about another 0.1% protection or whatever than the first one did. So I don't really want to go through the pain in the shoulder. And yeah, I got a little headache and yeah, I got a little sick. And and I'm like, but you were healthy before that. (laughs) You got sick because you ain't got the vaccine.
2: Well, I think that they've, you know, added a lot of emotion to this to the point where people genuinely feel like patriots or like heroes for for taking the vaccine. And, you know, I've seen people take it with tears in their eyes, like welling up with pride. And I don't know. It it seems a bit odd.
1: I think they just wanted their Krispy Kreme donut. I
0: mean, it could be. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's a lot of propaganda. Prior to that shot coming out. So we all know that, well, we don't all know. I know because I watched it coming for 10 years that they've been trying to plan a, pan, a pandemic, a pandemic for a good decade, and they've tried it before, and the other ones didn't really catch. But the whole purpose of the pandemic is to get people to take a vaccine. That's the end game. The back end is the, is the end goal is the vaccine. So they did it. They were successful, not for everyone, but, but then immediately they started talking about, well, we need 75% of the population inoculated in order to achieve close to herd immunity the numbers already say that 51% of the people are not interested in taking the vaccine, at least not mm-hmm. immediately. So you're, you're not going to get that herd immunity, which I don't believe in achieving it that way anyway, but that's another point. And it, without 75%, well, how are you going to get 75% if 51% already don't want it? Well, don't we st- yeah. Don't we just immediately start out with, oh, well, the unvaccinated can't go and do these things, can't go to these places. You know, you're going to have to pick your groceries up at the curb and you can't go to the ball game and you can't go to pretty soon. It'll be you can't go to church.
2: Right. And and even if, as Russell just said, it offers zero immunity. So how are we achieving any type of immunity, herd or otherwise, if it offers no immunity in the first place
0: well i guess yeah. because you're going to have a less viral case it's supposed to cut down the intensity that's what they say anyway
1: i know people who have it who have had it and some people it it's just it's the sniffles some people everyone seems to react differently to it but i don't know anybody who's died i know a lot of people who have had it um, but I don't know anybody who's died from it.
0: Well, I've had known a lot of people who have had a cold and I've known a lot of people have had the flu. I don't know one person who's had coronavirus. And the reason why I say that is because I don't believe yet in a year, they haven't convinced me that there is any specific virus associated with the illnesses that people have been having. Plus the fact that the flu numbers have plummeted, there's no more death rate this year, last year than the year before that. All of those statistics keep adding up to people, if you, if, you, if you won't listen to me, at least go listen to some other person talk about some, you know, scientific people talk about germ theory versus terrain theory for the life of me, have never believed in people passing germs and viruses back and forth to one another. I believe Mm -hmm. the body is detoxifying anytime you get sick. And that's why there's so many different symptoms with so many different people, because they're detoxifying from different toxins. Uh, I don't know why I don't seem Mm -hmm. to have any toxins, because I can't even remember the last time I had a sniffle. (laughs)
1: Me too. I haven't been sick in two years and I'm just a regular guy, you know? No,
0: I'm, I'm, I can go back 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So either I have, you know, I ate enough dirt and, and got enough immunity build up when I was a little (laughs) kid running around on the farm. It's lasted me. I had a few of the childhood diseases, passed them, passed through them just like, you know, whatever, no big deal, no scars, no, you know, malfunctions, (laughs) but I don't, I, I, I don't believe, I believe the body is a sterile environment. And I do believe that toxins cause our own flora and fauna inside of our bodies to adjust to what's coming in. And that's an offloading toxins. And I believe that's why we get sick. That's terrain theory in a nutshell.
1: God created us with a, a powerful immune system. And um...
0: absolutely. And to try to re-educate, it's like flat earth all over again. You know, <laughs> it's like the the germ theory took off and the terrain theory got got relegated to the back of the file cabinet. Once you start questioning, then you know you start all over again with you're a conspiracy theorist, when was the last time you know did you even do you even science bro? and when was the last mm-hmm. time you read a science book? And we could talk about that for hours. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to hit on the fact that there are people pushing back in every country on earth, everywhere. there's those who are falling in line. With the the you know, the facts, propaganda, and the and the talking points and the whole nine yards. Fine, do it, but there also is a huge number of people that are going. No, I don't think so. Not not totally. quite yet.
1: I got one for you. If you okay. search, uh, Atilis Jim, uh, Attilis Jim. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing it or not, but a couple days ago. They are located in Belmar, New Jersey, right in my backyard. And they are giving out free memberships to all who do not get the vaccine.
0: I saw that.
1: Isn't that incredible?
0: That's pretty <laughs> powerful.
1: So that's just one little example of, you know, us versus the giant. And um, we, need, we need more people like that out there.
0: Yeah. And I would take, I would take the side of somebody giving away a free gym membership, to make people healthier than giving you donuts every day for a year. Hello. Right. And that's that's one thing that has
2: baffled me throughout all of this is very, very little emphasis on, you know, taking control of your health. Very, very much emphasis on DoorDash. Have your favorites delivered right to your door.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Netflix, you know. Um, they haven't really pushed the the whole vitamins, get outside, all of that nearly as much as the vaccine or the masks or things like that. So that's concerning, you know?
0: Well, but that's always been that way. Rather than teach people about, um, you know, good diet and exercise and healthy living and so on, there's a pill for whatever's wrong with you. Just keep doing whatever stupid thing you've been doing. And if we don't already have a pill for it, well, we're working on one. Was it you, Russ, that brought up Wall-E?
1: Oh yeah, when we were talking in, about our, in our
0: in our other conversation.
1: Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies. But um, yeah, they they show you they depict how they want us to be in that movie. It's you know programming for those
0: who have Yeah, for those who have never seen Wall-E. It, it it's got a hyphen in wall-e it's got a hyphen in there um they show the humans up in spaceships right because the earth is pretty destroyed and it's trying to build back and wall-e is cleaning up the earth for the humans to be able to come back and there are all these totally i mean not just fat like really really obese Laying up in their chairs, looking at their screens, eating food, just being walruses. It's the depiction of the future human. And it, it's, it's very disconcerting when you when you look at it because it, it does make you look in the mirror and go, am I headed for that? Please, God, say no. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the best. I mean, I don't do as much walking, running, exercise, and I work hard. So I feel pretty exercised most of the time, but I I watch what I eat. I always have, you know, I, I smoke cigarettes. I've been smoking cigarettes since I'm 14 and maybe you can hear it in my voice, but I'm still very healthy. I mean, like I said, I don't, you know, I've not been sick in 15 years. I probably am healthier now than I was 15 years ago because I've learned about this terrain theory versus germ theory over the years. Only I didn't really know what I was learning. i was sort of connecting dots. JJ, she's in the hair business. I was in the hair business for 16 years. One of the things you learned was, you know, don't, don't touch stuff and touch your face, keep your hands off your face in between customers and so on and i think that is a really good idea across the board but not because i thought my customers were riddled with viruses or germs or anything it just seemed like a, a wise thing to do and and so that's about the extent of my concern for getting viruses from stuff another thing that uh popped on my radar This week was a lot, I've been seeing a lot of people posting about cryptocurrency and it's getting more and more. People are learning about it. It's getting a little more mainstream play. This morning, somebody sent me a a video about Ripple XRP being the chosen one from the World Economic Forum for the Great Reset. Are you sure you want to support this and, you know, they're, they're going to use it to, for the great reset and so on. I find it interesting that, number one, crypto is making it a little more mainstream, but holy cow, now the disinfo begins. <laughs> Russ, what are you hearing?
1: I do have crypto, obviously. The whole point of crypto was supposed to be to get away from, you know, controlled currency. Um, but the fact that they're going to try to get their hands on XRP and, and, uh, there's even talk of making the USD crypto, you know, they're going to try to get their hands on it at some point, whether it's Bitcoin or, or whatever it is, they're not going to let us have our thing. They're going to ruin everything.
0: (laughs) But look at it like this. Okay. If crypto that's, it's been around what since when was Bitcoin created? 2010. XRP has been around since 2012. The talk of CBDCs has only been coming on strong for the last couple of years at most because it's inevitable that if the banksters can't stop decentralized finance and and the internet of value and the crypto world, if you can't beat them, join them. Once you Mm -hmm. join them, then you can beat them. You see what I'm saying? So they're looking at their CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, from the aspect of, well, there's enough sheeple out there who will trust the government and trust the banks and trust the regulators and all of that because they always have and they always will. So we'll create our own centralized version of the decentralized Mm -hmm. concept and we'll suck in all the users from a country to country. You'll have your digital one and your digital dollar and your digital euro and so on and so on. And yes, XRP, is a, its use case is to bridge all these CBDC currencies plus all the other cryptocurrencies. So you'll be able to send somebody... Uh, a Bitcoin from the US to the Philippines and they'll be able to convert it there for the Philippine dollar I don't even know what it can't remember what the name of it is and so yes of course it's a bridge asset so of course it's going to have to be utilized by the banksters mm-hmm. and the IMF and the WEF and the BIS and the whole uh, the whole shebang what people need to understand is there's still, enough people out there who will continue to fight for decentralized finance, peer-to-peer transactions,
1: right? Private sale.
0: So XRP will be used for that too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but I've got this thought, you know, because I think things a little bit backwards from a lot of people. So I'm thinking, you know what? If I were the guys from Ripple and I created this crypto asset, that bridges all of the currencies. And I made it so that everybody would need to use my product, the banks and the non-banks. Why is it that everybody automatically assumes that they're the bad guys, that they're with the bad guys, the banksters? Because if you can create something that can bridge every crypto asset out there, then you created it, right? You were the innovators. What's to stop you on the back end from going, okay, you CBDC bankster country, centralized people. Here's your crypto rail. Here's your distributed ledger technology. And here's one for the rest of us. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. In the meantime, people who started investing in cryptocurrency, and there's like eight or 9,000 of them, are going to continue to do so. Isn't that what, how capitalism works in the first place? We're the ones that are buying, and we're the ones that are selling, and we're the ones that are just using. So let the banksters buy, sell, and trade their money back and forth with country to country and doesn't mean that we have to use their system, right? Right.
1: Right. But they're, you know, rounding up people and arresting the people who are doing private sale and who are using crypto the way crypto was created to be used. Um, uh, and then on top of that, you've got these companies like BlockFi and Voyager who are offering you like up to seven percent interest if you keep your crypto stored on their platform. So a decentralized currency is now centralized.
0: Okay, but we're in the Wild West, right? I mean, we're still in the wild, wild west of crypto, of DeFi. Right. And we're still in the wild west of regulations and FinCEN and SEC securities lawsuits and the whole nine yards because they're not going to give over control if they can stop it, if they can keep that from happening. The innovators who innovated it in the first place, if they truly innovated it for the purpose of decentralized finance, then they're going to keep tweaking it. And it's going to take a few years for it to work itself out. But on the other hand, if they created it as some secret DARPA (laughs) project for the CIA and the military, then we're generally screwed anyway, right? Right. All right. So if we're going to be screwed, which screwed would you rather be? A rich screwed or a poor screwed? (laughs) That's why I'm investing,
1: because I'm going to try
0: to be a rich screwed.
1: Yeah, that's why I am too. You know,
0: It's the only way that you'll be able to drift as far as you can away from the system as possible, whether that means finding some acreage or moving to another country that isn't up to speed yet or whatever the case may be. This is happening. This great Mm -hmm. reset is happening. There won't be any stopping it. Now, how the people react to it and how they deal with it in fighting back once it's in their face is another story. But these guys have been working on this for 50 years. Yeah. I always try to kind of tr- give something positive to every negative doom gloom thing I think of out there and 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 that is It's already too late. I mean, go watch The Dark Web on Showtime. I think it's on Showtime. I don't remember where I watched it, but it's called The Dark Web. Uh, It's a documentary. Not maybe five or six episodes. I don't know. talks about just another version of all of the details and data that they have on every single one of us. Anyway, if we're at the point where our data is completely filled in the blanks, they know more about us than we know about ourselves kind of thing. (laughs) Then we already, we already passed that, that point of no return. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right. If that's the case, then we're at the point now where we're going to have to push back incrementally on any new things they're coming up with, like this vaccine passport or any of that stuff associated with the medical pharma, military, industrial, pharmaceutical industry, (laughs) whatever. Oh, I used to worry about the military-industrial complex. Now it's add the pharma and the those guys in there too.
1: They, they might be worse, <laughs> big pharma.
0: Well, of course it's worse because they're wanting to put poison in your body. Yeah, they're like the administrators of
2: soma from Brave New World. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: I do what I can to avoid the NPCs because I I I, I just am sick of being creeped out by people who have three brain cells, can't think, won't think, don't think, and just follow along with whatever, you know, they're told. Since I've never been that way, I'm never going to be that way. I mean, that should just stand to reason, right? My whole plan from here on out is to keep to myself, protect my own self, my health, my intellect, not let let all these things get to me. And try to warn people. I mean, that's why I've been podcasting for years. Try to warn people, and I know you guys would probably think that think the same thing. You're probably doing the same thing. Most people out there listening are probably doing the same thing, and I don't know how, what more to do, other than maybe we're being prepped for some zombie apocalypse. And having, you know, maybe we're hardening up for it in our, in our minds. I mean, I never would have dreamed I would have been calling my friends NPCs. Yeah. 10 Hopefully years ago. you've known ago. your whole
1: life too.
0: Well, you can look at the predictive programming of movies like
2: I Am Legend, which, you know, I don't know how many years ago that came out, but it was... Uh, basically a vaccine administered and went wrong and that's what created the zombies. And then Mm -hmm. you have like walking dead. And I mean, I haven't seen that, but I know the premise of it is also zombies and all of them having to do with a vaccine or a a, a disease created in a lab somewhere. It's just a little too close to home. And I I said, I didn't have anything specific to talk about, but I feel like we can't go on (laughs) without at least mentioning the Satan Shoes. Has anyone heard about these? Oh, yeah. We just want to talk about the culture shift in general. They have a, a drop of human blood in them. They are There are 666 pairs released um, by Lil Nas X. Uh, has recently released a video which is um, probably deeply offensive with a lot of dark religious symbolism. But I just feel like that's... Whether it's for sensationalism or whatever, it's just... Probably gone too far
0: <laughs> well it yeah. went too far a long time ago i mean obviously if you i don't watch things like the grammys but i saw some video clips and some still photos of what the heck that was that went on at the grammys for the wap <laughs> song of the year yeah. when society gets to that point it's pretty hard to go, you know what, maybe we could possibly be in the days of Noah <laughs> and yeah. times kind of thing. When they get up and say, I'd like to thank my Lord and
2: Savior, Jesus Christ, after just gyrating <laughs> in a Did beginning. they do that? They said that? Um, I've heard I've heard several artists. I mean, I didn't hear any particularly at this Grammys. I do believe maybe Megan Thee Stallion thanked God or, or thanked her Lord and Savior. And um, it's just kind of comical to me because you know I, I don't feel like god is a respecter of persons and he made he loves everyone and all of that but i don't think he had a hand in the writing of those lyrics i do not yeah. believe those no, i'm thinking not plenary you know exact equivalent inspiration of the word of god i'm pretty sure he yeah. wasn't cheering you on as you did that
1: <laughs> it's incredible
0: i look at it like this all this is culminating into the point where if one of these days I heard a news report that that zombies were taking over New York or Chicago or whatever, big cities. Don't oh, think for a second that I'm not ready to... I, I'm good with the NPC label at that point, And I'll shoot for the head because <laughs> I'm not... I mean, I, I'm not going to be emotionally... Shut down by things getting worse.
2: No, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna bat an eyelash. Like I've said before, our president could get up, literally rip his face off, show his reptilian self, or you (laughs) know, they could all come out and say we've been harvesting adrenochrome for you. I'd be like, yeah, it's it's doesn't shock me. Not a thing. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised.
0: No, I I won't be shocked by anything either. I mean, (laughs) even though even though you know i look back at the last year i'm more shocked now that people let that go on that long and and succumbed that much to tyranny and if i hear the word draconian measures one more time this no. year i could i will barf and but the point the point that i'm making is is you you look back and you and you think now you know what I'm I'm okay with people having done this from maybe late February early March till like May but then after that I, I, I was like, there's no justification for this. People are not dying, lying dead in the streets. People are not bringing their dead out to the wagons every morning, you know, every morning. Well, You know, yes, people die. People have been dying since humanity. And to think that everybody fell for the, for, for the few centimeters of film that came out of Wuhan with people dropping dead in the street and people in hazmat suits... And that was enough to keep people in their home for a year.
1: Well, they need their government. They, they've got to obey and they've got to comply. And that's really my main issue here with what's going on is is the compliance. You know, you want to get the vaccine. You don't want to get the vaccine, whatever. But the compliance is my biggest issue because that's what either allows them to get away with this shit and to keep getting away with it. Or, you know, we can try to revolt. I mean, we it's the 99 against the one. Right. I mean, what are we doing?
2: and i like i've felt that way kind of from the beginning it's like it seems like the majority of people that i talk to okay maybe not the majority but a good number of people i talk to feel the same way about a lot of different things they're just afraid to to speak on it you know yes and um so it's like if we could all get together the like-minded people and realize hey we're not the minority maybe it it could work but in the in the quarantine or in the the lockdown the shutdown First of all, they took away our ability to gather in small groups, in mm-hmm. bars, churches, restaurants, and made every form of communication something that you have to do either over your phone or computer, which again is monitored. And, you know, oh, all of a sudden your Zoom meeting's not working correctly when you're starting to hit on some serious topics. I mean, they, they sort of tried to stunt the ability of people to gather together and revolt, if that makes sense, with the yeah. law. I don't know how, how to do it. But I would agree.
0: Well, there are groups of people in different places, different parts of the country that are that are starting to come together and organize, teach others. You know, people always talk about, you know, we don't need any leaders. Everybody lead yourself. Well, leaders is one thing. Organizing is, Organizers is a completely different thing. If you yeah. don't have organization, you don't have continuity. You don't have consensus. You don't have anything. You're not doing anything. It's every man for himself, at least over, you know, the last year. And I would have to say really built up faster after the election when they thought that Trump was going to win. Whether he did or he didn't, that's not my point. My point is he's not in the White House right now. And so a lot of the people who were fueled up on hopium waiting and waiting and waiting for him to do something about all of this stuff, now they realize, well, Biden's not going to do it. So, they, so they're so they like, well, maybe we're going to have to do something ourselves, finally.
2: Right. And we can also look at January 6th and that thwarted attempt, or, or at least how people, I guess, tried to revolt or tried to peacefully protest or do whatever and were made out to be you know it was made out to be some lunatic fringe gathering so that becomes an issue
0: well so here's where i'm at i'm i'm at this place where i'm i'm constantly living in the moment but at the same time i'm looking to the future kind of laying out what i think they're up to and how they're going to pull all this great reset off and it isn't going to happen overnight it's going to happen over years That's why it's going to be really hard to track what they're doing because that's That's historically, yeah, that's historically how they've done it in the past is they've stretched out their plans and so slowly incremented, you know, incrementally. But I do know if, for example, in the United States, if you've got 51% of the people who are not willing to take this vaccine, that's a pretty large number now if you start adding in the the states that have removed all their mandates, mask and social distance, well, they're still telling you you should do all that, but you won't be fined and you won't be jailed and, you know, you won't be punished if you don't. I live in Florida. I've watched the evolution of this. Florida was, you know, all eyes were on Florida a year ago because we were supposedly had such high numbers because we're an old aged population, not me, of course. And they have done a pretty much a 180 since a year ago with regards to all this shutdown, lockdown, blah blah. everything's getting pretty back to normal. You can go in most places now without a mask on and that's very promising although our poor governor is just getting beat up day after day after day by those who want him to turn it back around the way it was and keep going so i have to give kudos to the governors who have you know gone out on a limb a little bit a lot and and uh, stood up for what i think they know is the majority of their constituents
1: yeah they call it the uh, the oasis right the the corona oasis
0: yeah and and texas has followed suit and now i think there's 15 states that have followed suit some most of them are in the west i don't think any of them are in the northeast <laughs> no upper midwest but the point is is the hospitals are not inundated the people have stopped with the Lining up for 80 blocks to get a test, and the only people that are testing are the ones who are, are have to test for whatever reason because they're going to go to the doctor because they're going to get on a plane and go somewhere or, or whatever, like that. I, I, you know, I had a friend recently who was around somebody and they tested positive and they we were talking on the phone and they said, should I go get a test? I'm going to go get a test. And I said, no, don't go get a test. Well, I, you know, I need to go to work and I don't will feel right going to work if I don't get a test and at least know that I'm negative. And I'm like, are you sick? Do you have any symptoms? No, no, I'm healthy as I can be. Okay. Then don't worry about it because most of the people that I know have gone and gotten tests or multiple tests don't kind of quite seem to be the same person anymore now that might just be my imagination but they've changed they've changed and uh, and i don't know exactly how to describe it but it's like they live in this like repetitive looping fear cycle So maybe it's a combination of the brainwashing or the whatever, but back to your guy with the shoes, Jen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get, I don't give these people 10 seconds worth of my energy because I know most of them are doing it for publicity stunts or name recognition or hits or likes or, or even the pushback, right? They love the pushback.
2: And I'm sure he does love the controversy and, you know, has mentioned things before, like, well, Christians have told me I'm going to burn in hell anyway. So why are they upset when I, when I make a video, you know, with this kind of imagery or whatever? So, I mean, I get that.
0: I'm just saying. Go ahead, dude, and burn in hell. That's your choice. I'm not judging you and I don't care enough to even think about
2: what, what
0: you're up to. He's just
2: influencing a whole new young generation because he started out as with with a fun little country sounding song that a lot of young kids like, including my seven-year-old nephew. You know, so it's, those kids are now going to be exposed to that imagery if they happen to click on his page or whatever. And I mean, I, I know it doesn't really deserve our time because we know what it is, but I worry about the people that don't understand the significance and the power of music and Symbolism.
0: Well, you're not going to get to those people anyway because they're NPCs. I'm sorry. You just have to keep coming back to that. That's the sad but true part. Their programming will not allow any other information than whatever their latest download, whatever dreamscape they went into night before last and downloaded, whatever information or a whole bunch erased. I'm not really sure which it is, but. The, the, uh, I've, I've been doing this for so long that I've gotten to the point where I really know who I'm going to get through to and who I'm not. I'm done wasting my energy on people whose eyes roll back in their head and steam comes out of their ears and they lose them or they get mad or maybe they, one of these days, one of them will just haul off and hit me. I'm not really sure, but I've pretty much quit the face to face wake up thing. Now I'm just talking to the cloud out there. <laughs> and so, and so are you guys now. So it I feel like if somebody can make their way through the chem cloud out there and hear this message and make them think, yeah, at least there's a few other people out there. It's like the old ham radio operators in the, out in the yeah out in the old days is anybody out there cq yeah, you're on
1: your cv radio and just yeah, like
0: yeah right and it's not
2: like we necessarily have all the answers but at least is anybody out there asking questions you
1: know, is yeah. anyone well else that's asking? the
0: point isn't it asking yeah. questions right right and not accepting yeah. all of this on face value
1: question everything first thessalonians five twelve. yeah you know?
0: question everything The mantra of the critical thinker. All right, you guys, it's been a great hour almost. I enjoyed our three-way conversation. I appreciate you guys taking the time to chat with me and we'll hopefully do it again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and if anyone listening wants to hit me up on Twitter, you can find me um, at EarthToRussell.
0: Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, those out there in the ether. We'll be back soon with another version of Pressure Valve. Thanks, guys.